Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... That's it, Rob. You guys looked at each other like I said, Rob. Yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Is a playoff series automatically good if it goes seven games? Andrew says not always. Cavs-Celtics was boring when the home team blows out the away team every game. Well, until Game 7. But we all knew it was going to happen in Game 7 with LeBron James. You're right about all that, Andrew. Braden says there's a lot of different factors. If each game is a blowout, then it's not super compelling and not going to get the same ratings as if they're all tight at the end. That's true. Tom, do you think that this series would have gotten better ratings if every game was within three or four points? at The, the, end? the conference final series? Yeah. No, they'd gotten the same rating. Oh, really? Yeah, because people were just still interested in watching it. And it was great basketball. It went seven games. The series was awesome. Back and forth. Blows were being exchanged by both of these heavyweights. It was great. It was great entertainment. Yeah, That's what you want sport to be. Fourth quarter of game seven was a snooze fest. An absolute snooze fest. The Warriors were up by basically ten points the entire time. Maybe seven. The whole thing was not compelling at the end. Now, the compelling part of the game was whenever we saw Golden State storm all the way back. That was an exciting part. That was exciting. And that provided some drama. Uh, Maybe even a lot. But as a game goes on, and I know the outcome, I'm going to watch something else. I'm a millennial. Tom's a millennial. More more millennials than not are probably going to go find something else on TV that is more interesting. I'm not going to watch the final 12 minutes if it's a 10-point game. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. That's not interesting television to me. Interesting television to me is bottom of the ninth with a guy on second base, two outs, and he can tie the game. If it's two outs and there's a guy on second base and still need four more runs to go to the World Series and the championship, I'm watching something else probably. I just am. So the fact that this had... I'll come back for the celebration. This had LeBron James in his Game 7 trying to get maybe the worst team he's ever had overall to the finals. That wasn't compelling enough to you? Even to stick around and watch the fourth quarter when the Cavs took the lead and it looked like they were getting control of the game and they were going to win, you, you wouldn't stick around just to see LeBron finish that out and reach his eighth straight final? No, because he's reached eight straight finals. And this one was an inevitability, too. But it's witnessing, witnessing greatness. I witnessed the greatness. Doesn't mean I wasn't You turned bored. it off! Doesn't mean I wasn't bored in the fourth quarter. Doesn't mean that I didn't know what was going to happen the entire time. Boston dominated at home all series. They couldn't win on the road all playoffs. They had one road playoff win the entire time. I knew it was going to happen. And you knew going into Game 7, well, you throw those records out. You knew Game 7 home game for the Celtics didn't matter because you've got Game 7 LeBron James. It didn't do it for me. Not the same way that a close game would do it for me. And just because you go 7 doesn't mean that every game was compelling to me. It makes me want to watch something. It makes me want to watch Game 7. I'll give you that. I want to watch it. Uh, I'm intrigued by the sixth game. I'll give you that. But at a certain point, there was a turnoff point. At a certain point, there was, Warriors are going to win. Warriors are going to win. Click. At a certain point, you just knew. And for me, I'm addicted to the drama. For me, I'm addicted to those crucial moments at the end of games. Ideally, you'd like to have the whole game be exciting. But in basketball, if it can come down to those last few minutes, nothing's better than the buzzer beater. Nothing. Nothing in basketball is better than that. And we didn't get that. We didn't get it in this series. Got it? 
to an extent with Cleveland. So let me ask you this. Yeah. If game two of Vegas and Washington, it's a four to one Vegas lead going into the third it's period. It's gonna suck. You turn it off? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I'm I'm glad that you you're consistent at least. Well here's here's the thing about the time we live in now. If it gets close again, I'm putting it back on. That's just it for me. If I saw that Houston was going to cut it to three, or if Houston had cut it to within five, and people were on Twitter were going nuts, going berserk, oh my God, they're doing it, they're coming back, I'm putting it back on. But by turning it off in the first place, you miss that great comeback. No, I just need to see the end, man. Yeah. So the, the, the game doesn't matter at all. It's just the last two minutes. Well, if they're going to come back and then not finish the deal, I would not have wanted to waste my time watching them not finish the well, deal. Why not? Just to see if they can do it or not. That's I what mean, sports I, is. Especially in a game like basketball where an eight-point swing can happen like that. Like in no time. It really can. Back to your point about the, about the uh, Stanley Cup. Okay, so you've got two teams going back and forth, hammered, punch for punch. You know, one goal scored, another goal scored. They're they're right at it. Why doesn't it make a series good when game to game goes that way? It's back and forth and back and forth, and it heads to a seventh game. I mean, that's that's exciting on a macro scale. On a macro scale, yes, but I have to watch every one of those games individually. So I can say, all right, that series went long. That adds an element of drama, obviously, for a winner-take-all. But if I'm not entertained for most of those games, to me, a series still isn't all that entertaining to me. Uh, only two of the games, I've got the numbers here, my God. Two of the games in the Western Conference Finals were within five points. Only three of them were within ten points. It was 13, 22, 41, 3, 4, 19, and 9. So when I only consider two of those games to be great, then I'm not going to consider the series great. Uh, Cleveland, 25, 13, 30, 9, 13, 10, and 8. I'm not going to consider that series great either. And this doesn't just boil down to NHL versus the NBA. Game 7 between Washington and Tampa? Guess what I didn't watch at the end? That! Because they were up three goals. And I watched it because in hockey, just like in basketball, there can be a momentum-changing play. If... Ovechkin, or pardon me, if Stamco scores, makes it 3-1, to one, they're going to push. Maybe they make it 3-2, to two, and then the goalie gets pulled at the end, and hey, all bets are off. But, once the time started dwindling down, once there was 12 minutes left, and you see that Tampa's playing into that trap, and then they're not creating any offense, that's going off for me too. This is from Bill in Indy. I have a feeling he's going to be curmudgeoning. Hello, Bill in Indy. How are you? Hi, Adam. So you got pissed off a little bit. And last time we talked, uh, you said you loved me, so uh, remember that. Okay, so you 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 with me? Yes, sir. Okay, so you, quote-unquote, know what's going to happen, so you turn the games off. Ten points in the NBA is nothing. I saw Reggie Miller drop nine in, like, a couple seconds when I was was your age. Oh, the greatest shooter of all time, not named Steph Curry, did something once. But okay, go on, Bill. I'm saying it can happen. And there's plenty of times over history teams have come back from nine point, ten points in the NBA game in the fourth quarter. That's not unprecedented by any means. So if you know what's going to happen, and the and the Steelers are down zero to fourteen to the Patriots in Foxborough this year in the AFC Championship game, you're just turning it off in the second quarter. No, it's my job to watch. But if that were the case and the Steelers weren't involved, I absolutely would turn it off. Yes. All right. So it really matters who is playing and how much you care about. Said team. I didn't watch the, any of the Capitals, Tampa Bay, in that towards the end of the game either. 
because it, it was a foregone conclusion. It, but, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Bill. With technology today, you're not going to wind up missing stuff. You're just not. Twitter's going to tell you whenever cool things are happening. It is. If there's a ten point comeback, I will see the second half of the ten point comeback. I'm going to. You. It's going to yeah, happen. Oh, Tom, you're getting mad? Why are you getting what mad, What about Tom? the first part of the 10-point comeback? It's, right. it's That's the, the most millennial thing the you've changer. ever said. Oh, it we have is, Twitter. It'll tell me what to do. I don't need to watch it live. It is the least important part of the 10-point comeback. Isn't that the beginning of the crescendo, and that's kind of what sports are all about? You want to be there from the beginning to see it happen? That's why we watch our teams all season. If it's my With team, I'm watching logic, it. You don't watch the first half of any season ever, because it doesn't even matter to me. It doesn't matter, yeah. Okay, ask the Penguins if the beginning portion of this season mattered. If it's my team, I'm watching. If it's my team, I'm going to be there. But as the casual observer, why the hell would I put myself through bad basketball? Why the hell would I put myself through bad hockey? Why would I put myself through a football game where eh, it's just going to be a punt fest for one squad? Why would I do that to myself? I have the ability now to know when things are changing. I know when the tides are turning. I know when the game begins to turn. You should be in gambling. You should be a professional gambler. Yeah, you know all this. Are I you mean, putting any money on the Warriors? Because you know they're going to win the finals, right? No, why would I do that? Because upsets don't happen in the NBA. You know, and you make you a know, bunch of yeah. money. I mean, why not make a bunch of money? You know what's going to happen. Yeah. I will say this. Come up with a punishment for me. If it goes seven games between the Cavs and Golden State, I'll eat something weird. Oh, you're... You're putting a punishment on yourself for that? Really? Because I, I guarantee you right now that series ain't going seven games. Like and you'll you- do a wasabi-ish type challenge thing? Like, we'll come up with something, you'll eat it? Yep, but I'm not even scared because it's not going to happen. We have your word, though. If this goes seven, it's on tape. you're eating pull something. The, pull this tape. Like, okay. seriously, we're going to need this. Yeah, make it now, easy to get to. Now, I have one veto. Wait a minute. What? What? How do I get a veto? veto? What is it? How do I get a veto? This needs to be approved. Yeah. What's the veto? The veto is, if you name something horrific that I don't want to do, I feel like I should be able to veto it. Uh, I veto the veto. Yeah, I vetoed the veto, too, because Tom, if he had a say in what we were going to feed him when he was late for a meeting, he would have said, I'm not eating wasabi. That's a that's a veto. And, you know, he puked in studio. Well, I can not do this, and it'd be hey, bad for the show. You can veto something that would kill you. How about that? How about like, this? if it's something we come up with that would, like, cause bodily harm. You know what? Like, I'm not going to gonna punish myself. Why are you so worried about creating happen? a veto for your punishment when you know that it's not going to go seven because you know right. it's going to happen? That's a great point, Tom. I don't want to even think about having to eat wasabi. You don't, trust me. How about, like, horse poo? I could eat horse poop. Really? Really? You'd rather have horse poop than wasabi? <laughs> wow. Yes. In <laughs> fact, I'd make this challenge, Tom. I wouldn't even throw up if I ate horse poop. <laughs> oh, no. If you, what's the punishment if you do throw up after you eat the horse poop? There's no then? punishment. The punishment would be the vomiting. <laughs> am, am I wrong in, in saying that you're the guy who almost vomited because you accidentally got a little dog poo on your hand when you were cleaning up after your pup? Yes, but dried... <laughs> Horse feces ain't as bad as wet dog feces. In your mouth? Chewing it? Swallowing it down your throat? It's basically just barley. It's like a cracker at that point. It sticks around. Hey, let's try to leave disparaging (laughs) racial terms to the side here, Brian. Tom. Yes. Back to the original point. I'll eat horse poop fine if it goes seven games. That's a deal. Dry oh, horse poop. Oh my god, I love this. I will, uh, dry horse poop. Dry I will. Horse. Okay, we'll, we'll bake it out in the sun for a couple hours before the show. I mean, I, 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 I think it'd be difficult for you to find fresh horse manure. Can nope, we microwave nope. it a little bit to soften it up? Veto? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, please go seven games. Please, we please, need please, it now. please. Here's the thing, here's the thing though. I really think it's going to go six. Because, look, it's LeBron James at the height of his powers. We just saw a team miss 27 straight threes, the Houston Rockets, yesterday. 
uh, which again makes it a bad basketball game and therefore not a great series, Tom. Tough defense. But things can happen. And I think things happen at least twice, which means that there will be a ride-or-die game for whether or not I eat horse poop. So we basically got a Game 7 and Game 6 for the horse poop challenge now. Correct, but that doesn't make it a great series. Oh, it'll, trust me, it'll it'll be it the, this is now the greatest series I've ever ever even heard of. I cannot wait for this series more than any other series ever in the history of series. If LeBron gets this to a Game 6, aren't you worried that He's obviously going to get it to a Game 7 then? No. Oh, no. oh man. Game 6 is going to be so exciting. <laughs> I hope they boat, ra- boat I, race him. Honestly, I think all series right now are exciting if horse poo is on the line. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it goes. Stakes inherently make anything interesting. Game 7 is interesting based on the stakes. But if halfway through the game it's not interesting, then it makes the series not as great. Consider this, Tom. You were around, big Penguins fan, total Sidney Crosby love boy. When the Penguins beat the Capitals in seven games in 2009, yeah. that series was fabulous. It was insane. Despite Game 7's awful ending. Here's why. Six of the seven games were fabulous. It would have been the best series maybe in hockey history not named a cup final if Game 7 wasn't a 6-2 Penguins blowout. I think that the games within a series have to matter. If, if every single game's a blowout in a seven-game series, every single one of them, if every game's 15-plus, you're still telling me that's a good series? Yeah, I am. Oh, and I, I'll go horse step, that, one, that is a horse poop opinion, my friend. One step further with that Caps-Penguins example, wouldn't you rather have that Game 7 be a double overtime close game if all the other games were blowouts before that? Wouldn't that make that even more better? Because it's a, it's a Game 7. Of course it would have made it better. It wouldn't have made the series great, though. It would have made Game 7 great. Yes, it would have, because it went seven no. games. It and that inherently it makes it, it a great made, series. It would have made Game 7 great. That's it. it and be- since it's in a Game 7, it's a great series. No, that's it, wrong. It's the, it's the deciding game of that series. It comes down to the wire, and it's that. of course it makes it a great series. Because at the finish line, it's like a great race. When two guys are running, if they're sitting there, one's in the lead, you know, and then the other kind of catches up, another guy catches up. And right at the finish line, right at the end, one guy takes a little bit of burst of speed and takes it over. That's a great race. Would you rather be happy seven days, or would you rather be happy two days? I'd obviously rather be happy seven days. How does that, How does that matter at all? <laughs> if I'm being entertained for two and a half hours, five times, as opposed to being entertained for two and a half hours, two times, that makes the game more interesting. But over the week and a half scale of the entire series, I'm entertained for the entire week and a half that I, the series is going that's, on. But you're not, though. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm telling I you wonder, that I am. I wonder what they're going to do tonight. I wonder what they're going to do next game. I wonder, okay, they just won that. I wonder they're what's going to They're down three to two. Game. They need to win this game to force a game seven. Oh, great. Oh, it was a blowout? That's awesome. We got a game seven Oh, now. that's awesome, really? Yeah, they yes, forced they the forced the game seven. seven. The series yeah. isn't over. The intrigue for from game to game is delightful i will give you that the intrigue game to game is delightful but if the game is ass i'm turning the game off every time and if there's seven chances for something great i would like each of those seven to be as long and as competitive as possible i want overtimes i want one goal games i want buzzer beaters it makes a series better just because a series goes seven doesn't make the series great we want your thoughts 412-922-2874 does a series going seven automatically mean it's a great series? Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Vote on the poll. And, of course, again, 412-922-2874. I've got some ratings for the Stanley Cup final. Hey, Buffalo, 
Eat our ass, it's Crowley Show. If calves and warriors go seven, I have to eat horse poop. <laughs> and I will do so before the game. We'll do it on the day of game seven. Ooh. I will eat the poop, and then we'll all get hammered. We can watch it at my house. Like, what, are we talking like about a quarter size of poop here? Chew it all the way down? Maybe like the wasabi size. Like the coin, co- like the coin quarter, I mean. I have to say, guys, that does not seem like a lot of poop. Oh, you want more poop? Yeah, oh, we can get we you more get, poop. Yeah. That's hey, like, we're having yeah. no shortage of poop that we can For get. the integrity of the show, I'm looking at a bottle cap right now. I think that's a pretty good size. Like half of an iPhone of poop? Okay. I'm good with yeah, half that. Yeah, that works definitely poop. works for me. An iPhone Plus? Like 7 Plus? Yes. The real question, the real question is, <laughs> we got to figure out where we get horse poop. Oh, I, I got your horse poop. No, I got it. You got a guy? You got horse poop too? You guys yeah. both got horse poop, guys. Leanna's cousin's a horser. Horser? Horser. Whatever you call it. He likes horses. He rides them. He's a horser. Yeah, horser. So is it something we could go over and pick it up that day? I mean, I'd have to text him. It's Uh, not going to happen, so I don't really worry about it now. I text him in advance, though. If if there's a game six, I will text him to say, hey, just in case, we might need you to sneal some poop from your horsey. We're looking for fresh, fresh, uh, fresh droppings, then. Day of droppings. Yeah, because yes. like day game six, we know they won, or and then the next morning we go pick up the horse poop. Well, it'll probably be four days off between games because it's the damn NBA. They're <laughs> gonna be old ass poop. Oh, it's, you know it's going seven games. No matter what was gonna happen, like in the universe before this got made, like now it's going seven games. My family friend's son, who I suppose would be my friend, his girlfriend has horses. They're out in Wexford. I like that idea, because at least the poop can dry over the 40 minutes it takes to get we'll to Wexford. We'll have to turn the heat on and keep it in front of uh, it. <laughs> could you imagine the drive back from Wexford with just some hot horse poop in your car? <laughs> oh. you, you might have to go hey, Tom, get it, because that's Tom, a punishment. Tom, actually, can you imagine eating that hot horse poop? <laughs> you know what, Brian? I couldn't. Dude, you might have stepped in it literally this time. Are horses cleanly animals? Very cleanly animals. Like, what does it eat? doesn't matter how clean the horse is. Poop's always dirty. What? No what? matter what ass it comes out of. What's it eating, though? <laughs> probably like oats, oats? and grain. Yeah. That's not terrible. It's a little bit of molasses. It's probably going to taste like natural oatmeal. No, it's going to taste like poop. It's going to taste like poop, dude. It's poop. I've smelled horse poop. It's not... Dude, if I eat it a smells steak... Pretty bad. <laughs> if I eat a steak and poop it out, it's not coming out like steak. He's not going to throw his poop back on the grill and get it medium rare no, and go hey, in for round guy, two. Hey, seconds. I think Ooh. I'm thinking of cow patties. Are they that's, similar? That's poop, too. Yeah, I know, but those don't seem that bad. They're just dried out and in a field. Hay, grass, and grain, according to my friend Dave. There you go. Huh. Hay, grass, and grain with a lot of bile and insides and stuff that makes it poop. <laughs> what happens when you poop poop? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Joey tweets at, a score, at underscore Adam Crowley. There's nothing better in sports than a game seven. Nothing. Yeah. We are absolutely not talking about the same thing. A game seven is always preferred, but just because it goes seven doesn't mean the rest of the series was great. Not in my mind. If you've lived a great life, nay. If you've lived a bad life, but your last year or so is peaceful. 
and you love it, and you die peacefully, and all your friends go, oh, he lived a great life. No, he didn't. He lived a great year or two. It's all right. You went out on top. Going out on top's great. It doesn't mean the rest of the life was awesome when you were addicted to crack cocaine. Yeah, but you won the life at the end. Like, you get to go out, I won life. It's another bad example by you, by the way. That's not a bad example at all. It's it's about more time being happy, more time being entertained. That's all it is for me. I want all the games to be entertaining, or more than two of seven. Like, give me four out of seven. Four out of seven games that go seven games, I might be inclined to say it's a good series. But if it's just good for two of them, if only two of the games are close at the end, yeah. Now, I guess this does bring up a larger point. Does a game have to be close at the end for it to have been a good game? For me, more times than not, yeah. I want the game to be in doubt as the clock approaches zeros. I need the game to be in doubt as the clock approaches zeros. That's entertaining to me. Dave tweets, nope, this year's Flyers Pen Series is a perfect example. So many lopsided games. Well, here's the problem with that. It didn't go seven games. But if it did, Tom, you think that's a good series? It would have been a great series. I would have been so nervous for that Game 7. Anything could have happened. The Flyers probably beat the Penguins then at that point in a blowout, probably. Yes, anything can happen. I get what you're saying in terms of building it up game to game. But doesn't the game itself have to be interesting? Just because it's a Game 7 does not make the game interesting when you're in the middle of the game, Tom. I disagree completely. I disagree completely. Because even if a team is getting blown out, there's still that, this is it. Their season is over unless they pull this miraculous comeback off. So let's watch and see if they can do it. Let's go to Devin. He's next up here on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? Crowley, man. Hey, man. Don't chew. Just swallow. (laughs) That's good advice, uh, Devin. (laughs) No, every game seven, I mean, every seven game series is great. This is the reason why. If no team was good enough to win on the road, and then in the game seven, the road team gets blown out, then it wasn't a good series. Because it was two terrible teams who couldn't win on the road, and then it was over. That's just my opinion. That's close to what we got in the Eastern Conference Finals. Was both home teams. The Eastern Conference Final, the game seven was good because it was in doubt most of the way. But the rest of this. If the Boston would have blew out Cleveland, then it would have just been. This no, is, no, nobody won on the road. This is where I'm going to lose people, and thank you for the call, Devin. As always, I will make sure to just swallow instead of chewing. I never thought that that Game 7 was in doubt. Never thought it. At no point did I think LeBron James was going to lose. His team stinks, but at no point did I think LeBron was going to lose Game 7. Not before the game, not during the game, and after we do the outcome. In the NBA... They're just dressing it up for you, people. Oh, it's different this year. It's not the same. I know we've got the same teams going for the fourth year in a row, but it's not the same. It's different. It took a different path this year. Do you see what Cleveland had to get through? Do you see what LeBron had to do, how he had to carry this team? Okay, LeBron carried last year's team. LeBron carries every team. It's his worst team. And maybe there is some intrigue there, but I never once doubted that he would be in the NBA Finals. The past Cleveland teams, though, had a legitimate other superstar in Kyrie Irving. Correct. That makes this Cleveland and what less this watchable. Team, what this team did, is less watchable. No, it makes the feat that LeBron was able to do that much better. Almost more watchable because you get to see him do things in more adversity. It, it makes it more exciting to watch the greatest player on the court at this time kick ass. We were in show meetings where 
Tom said, oh, there's no chance LeBron loses this game. There's no chance LeBron loses that game. There's no chance LeBron loses this game. Where's the intrigue? If you knew LeBron was going to win, where's the intrigue? I'm pretty sure like half of those games I said there's no chance he loses. He did lose. Those. I think he so, said that for yeah. every game. Yeah, it was almost every single time LeBron took the floor in the playoffs, there was no chance. Oh, he so you're just it. wrong a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm he's happy not like to admit you. when I'm he wrong. He doesn't yeah. know the outcome of every game before it happens. He's not like you where you can turn it off and know that there's not going to be an 8-point, 10-point swing in a basketball game with seven minutes left. Paul Pabst. He, just know, he doesn't know that like you. Paul Pabst from the uh, Dan Patrick Show, he's got the best Twitter account ever because he'll tweet out, what channel the game is on, and if it's close. Snug. Snug. ESPN2. Harvard. Yale. Snug. And I'm watching it. I'm watching it. He's got my back. I'm not going to miss the comeback. I'll never miss the comeback. It's impossible for me to miss the comeback because I'm addicted and they'll tell me when it is. But you already missed part of the comeback. The, the comeback started the for them bit. to alert you that the comeback is happening. Yeah. And you, you missed, missed that part. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The part to me. where the comeback's going on, you're like, oh my God, they're going to come back. The this is going to happen. The moment you're watching them lose, and then all of a sudden you see that light start to pop and it starts to turn. Like, and then you ride that whole wave to the end of the comeback. That's a beautiful thing, man. You got to be there for the beginning. No, nah, you don't. If you're invested in a game, you sit there, you watch it, and and but that's the problem. Though there's more of a payoff for you. That's the problem. Shorten yourself. That's the problem, though. I think most people are like me. I don't think most people are invested, invested that way. I think most people, if a game's not close, they'll turn it off and try to see if they can come back if it gets closer. I really do. I think it's one of the problems with sports ratings these days. Everyone in the NFL. Uh, is worried about the kneeling. Uh, everybody in sports is saying, oh, ratings are down. When are people watching? They're still watching. They're just turning it off and they don't want to watch anymore. I, I think most people are like me. I think most people will turn a game off that's not their own team if they're losing. In fact, Tom, when the Pirates are losing by four or five runs, you turn <laughs> them off? Yeah. I turn them off too. Most people do, Every I Every single time. But it's the Pirates. There's no chance the Pirates are going to come back. Other teams in sport have a chance to come back and, and do something great. Is a series a good series if it goes seven games? Does it automatically make it a good series? Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. This was not going to be the bulk of the show today, but then it just it took off in the show meeting. Oh, it just to- you guys have been arguing for what now? It's been eh, let's see three and a half hours. Three and a half hours over this. We we started the show meeting and we tried to get through four o'clock, and four o'clock took us about an hour to get through. Yes, just because it sparked this. Well, if you're like me, Tom. Are you sitting over there right now thinking, how in the world can Crowley think the opposite of this? Yeah. Yes. Because we usually think like-minded on a lot of things. We do. This is okay. First spat. This is the first time that I'm seriously like, yeah, Crowley, I think you're wrong. Like, really wrong That's okay. I do. I That's mean, okay. I mean, I love you, buddy, but... Love you too, you're pal. You're just dead wrong on this. I love Tom. <laughs> I just... And here's, here's the hardest part for me to wrap my head around from your point of view. I need to be entertained in the here and now. And Game 7 doesn't buy me pure entertainment if in the midst of a Game 7, if there's a 20-point game, if it's a blowout, if it's 5 nothing Washington or 3 nothing Washington, whatever it was against Tampa Bay, it doesn't. I'm not going to stick around just because it's a Game 7. It doesn't make that inter- interesting to me. And as the series goes on, every game has more stakes. That makes the lead-up, I think, to the games more interesting. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the game's going to be great. There, There is something to be said about the narrative of, 
oh, they came back. They're down 3-2. to two. They punched the other team back in the face. They won by 35 in the NBA. Yes, now we've got a series. They took that punch. But as I'm watching a game like that, what's it do for me, man? Like, game one of the Cleveland series, when Boston blew them out by 25, you really sticking around to watch the rest of that, Tom? Yeah, I watched the whole game. Yeah, you watched the whole thing? You, I did. You sure? Yes, I'm you positive. Watch, you watched every second of the 25-point blowout? Yes, and I cried a lot because I thought there was no chance that LeBron was going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. 41-point Game 3, Warriors-Houston. You're sticking around to watch that whole game? Who won that game? Uh, game 3 was... Golden State, Golden right? State, yes. I think I was busy that night. Oh, were you? I think it was yeah. just a coincidence. Yeah. Okay, okay, so Game game 6 in the Warriors-Rockets series. But you're, but so here's, the, here's, here's my point. Once you get to 7 games and you're now at 7, you can be like, oh, it's a great series because we got here. But when you're watching Game 3, you don't think it's going 7. When you're watching Game 3, it's a 41-point blowout, and you're thinking, oh, Golden State's going to drop the funk on him again. So in the moment, you're not thinking, oh, this is a great series. In the moment, you're thinking, oh, my God, i got to get this on my TV. As soon as they don't, don't you come back the other way and go, oh, this is kind of a series now. Because they won the next game after they got blown out. Don't you start to come back, and that's where the drama's created? Sports, There is drama created there, but sports fans more than any other group live in the moment. Sports fans more than any other group are prisoners of that moment, and sports fans more than any other people on this earth are always about right now, right now, right now. Case in point, Mike Sullivan, what are you doing? Case in point, Jim Rutherford, why'd you get rid of Ryan Reeves? Well, they just won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. I need to be entertained right now! Right now! And you don't get the full, broader context of what a great series is to me if the only thing that matters is Game 7 until you get to Game 7 then at that point. I want more thoughts on this. 412-922-2874. By your logic. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't watch most of this series then. How do you know if it was a good series or not? By whether or not it keep my attention. Just for the score? I know if a movie's good because if it's bad, I'll turn it off. I will. Solo. Woof. I didn't actually see it. Oh, I was so worried. <laughs> I know. I scared you. I didn't know if you saw it or I was not. like, no, this movie stinks. Well, now, because we're all fighting, I just tried to throw a little salt in your eye. Now you're just getting mean. Now I'm just, now I'm just being a spiteful douchebag. Speaking of which, we've got Will Graves coming up at 620. Hey, even though Solo sucked, that Star Wars is still a great series, dude. The originals were great. Vote on the Twitter poll at underscore Adam Crowley. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Coming up next, it is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined and Pirates gotta hit this song bitch tonight, right? It's a Crowley show. <laughs> Whether you agree with Tom or more likely you agree with me. I think we can all agree that we've uncovered a nice little trend among sports fans these days. If a game's bad, I'm turning it off. If a game's bad, we're all turning it off or we're tuning it out. We're playing Fortnite. We're screwing around on our phone, sending nudes on Snapchats. It's just the way of the world today. It's tough for sports to keep our attention if sports isn't going to provide the drama that we so desperately crave. If there's a playoff baseball game and it's 0-0 
going through the fifth. I'm going to keep watching because I'm waiting to see that moment. But if a team's up 4 nothing, I'm not flipping it back on until Twitter tells me that now Cleveland's up with the bases loaded and a chance to tie the game. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Which is why, to me, I need more games than not to be close in a seven-game series. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. I promised you I'd get you some of these ratings for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Las Vegas coming strong. 28.08 rating. That was far and away number one among U.S. cities. Washington, D.C. is 1602. Pittsburgh did a 10.31. How about Pittsburgh, man? Coming out strong. This is a great hockey town now. It really is. For a long time, it was a Penguins town, and I still think at times fans don't know what the hell they're talking about, but you can say that about fans in any sport in any city. There's going to be a faction that's loud and wrong a lot, but Pittsburgh puts out for hockey, man. And yes, I know what I said there. They put out for hockey. They do. They spread it wide open for puck. They love the puck. 10.31 for your team not being involved is a really big number. Buffalo coming up strong. Fifth, though. Hmm. Like I was telling those Buffalo peons the other day. We're a better hockey town than you. Suck on that. But we're seeing now the Washington, D.C. Beltway area and adjacent areas coming out strong for the Caps. As I said, D.C. 1602. Baltimore at a 907. Richmond at 692. Oh, my. This is great for the sport. It really is great for the sport. Yesterday's game was fabulous, unlike the NBA game. It was fabulous. From start to finish, I didn't know who was going to win, and that to me was interesting. It was a one-goal game throughout. It was interesting. You didn't know who was going to win? Had no idea. I thought you always knew who wins. Not whenever the league doesn't predetermine who's going to be uh, successful. Okay, okay. Yeah. It. I knew Golden State and Cleveland were going to win because Golden State and Cleveland always win. Or should I say Golden State and LeBron? Yeah, you got got there, Tom. Yeah, that's what happened. But I just want to smack anyone in the face who says that this isn't great for the league. Anyone who says, oh, Vegas really pulling one over on the NHL. Oh, my God, the hell they are. The ratings are up 7% from last year. They're up from 36% the last two years. That was a, That's a huge gain. Huge. And it's all because Vegas is in there. I saw Will Graves tweet out, from the Associated Press, he's going to join us in about 34 minutes here on the Crowley Show. He said, oh, people must hate Pittsburgh. That's why the ratings are up. No, it's because people love Vegas. They love the story. The casual fan loves it, and the people in Vegas have bought in. A 44 share? Are you kidding me? It's a new team. They've embraced it. It's a one-town team. One-team town. They've embraced it. I'm a guy nice. You should me love. It's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. This is Le'Veon Bell's new rap. A little new music for the unsponsored football segment it's, here. Uh, it's called Target if you want to find it. It's called Target. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Is it is it bad? Or is it kind of good? The chorus is good, but wait till he starts to try to actually rap. And then tell me if you think it's good. Is this the chorus? Yes. He starts off with the chorus. 
course and the hook the same thing for him? Yeah, course oh, no. hook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, get, oh, geez. All right, lower him down a little bit. That's awful. Le'Veon goes on to say in this masterpiece here, that's yeah, not good, that he's not the bad guy, but he is painted to be the bad guy by his critics. He points out that he's never failed a drug test. Boy, that sure is a unique way to look at it, is it not? Credit for things you're supposed to do. Also that. I never failed a drug test. Okay, good. You're not supposed to. I've never failed one either. That's because I'm not supposed to. But here's how he was selective in that little bit of knowledge that was dropped. He had a DUI. He got one with LeGarrette Blunt for smoking weed. You might not have tested positive, but hey, bro, the cops found you with paraphernalia behind the freaking steering wheel. You're not a sympathetic figure. You got caught. You got got. That's reality. And then he got suspended for missing a drug test. Now, why would you want to miss one? Well, I slept in. Yeah, that's supposed to make you a sympathetic figure because you slept in when the NFL sent their drug test peeps. Uh, give me a break. Uh, I should be the sympathetic figure here. Get eat me, Le'Veon. Here's a sample of some of these lyrics. Wonder why they treat me like the bad guy. You say I ain't the best, but that's a bad lie. Who says he's not the best? We all say he's the best. Nobody thinks he's not a top five running back in this league. And two years ago, he was one of the best running backs I've ever seen. The Steelers want to make him the best, highest-paid running back in the league. They wanted to pay him $5 million more than the next closest guy. Wonder why they treat me like the bad guy. You say I ain't the best, but that's a bad lot. Bro, they were going to pay you $5 million more than the next guy. They're acknowledging that you're the best. Here's another lyric. If I don't do what you want, then you want me gone? I must say you've been real aggressive. The way you switch up on me, real impressive. The Steelers don't want him gone. Maybe now, after hearing the rap, they tried to sign him to a contract extension. They tried to give him more money than any running back in the game. That's not wanting you gone. That's wanting you here. Thank God that's done. <laughs> you can see I'm doing shows, so you think I'm out of shape. Bro! You skipped training camp last year, and you played worse than you played two years ago. You weren't in as good a football shape when the season started. All these people want to trade. I'm the one they want to hate. So to me, I'm a target. I think that I need a break. You know that I want to stay. Some people just can't relate. Just look at my point of view. I don't have no time to waste. You're not a victim. Here's a victim. A standout Georgia football star has been ruled ineligible to play for Auburn because he takes cannabis oil to stop seizures. College football players are subject to suspension if they test positive for marijuana, more specifically THC. This young man is taking pills that contain less than 1% THC, and yet he still won't be allowed to play. He's finally got his seizures under control. Finally! For the first time in his life. And now he can't play because of it. If he wants to play, he'd have to stop taking the CBD oil. He'd have to stop with the cannabis and then risk possibly having seizures. So it's 
Try to live your lifelong dream of playing Division I college football at a huge program in Auburn and have seizures or stop having seizures and don't fulfill your lifelong dream. Is it that hard to come up with exemptions? Is it that hard to work around rules? Is it that hard to not look at everything as black and white? Is it that hard to come up with a common sense ruling here? The kid's trying to avoid having seizures. He wants to play ball. He ain't doing it to get high. And it doesn't get him high. Basically, this young man's being punished for being epileptic. Look, we don't want brain injury as long as it happens on the field. If it happens off the field, we're good with it. We're good. We're good. Ridiculous. Cassius Marsh, you ever heard of him? No, I haven't. Brian? No, I haven't. Me neither. He said that playing for the Patriots was no fun. He said that they used him as a coverage linebacker instead of allowing him to do what he does best, rush the pastor. He said, quote, I confronted Bill Belichick about all the things that we were had going on. I won't go into detail, but it was BS, the things that they were doing. I just wasn't a fan. And so I basically, without asking to get cut, I kind of asked to get cut. I had confidence that I would have an opportunity elsewhere and I would take advantage of it, end quote. Okay. Marsh is just a guy... I'm sure Bill Belichick lost no sleep on that matter. That being said, maybe this is our topic tomorrow. Would you rather win or have fun? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, but winning is having fun. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, is it though? Oh, oh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about that either. <laughs> if I go over five, and my baseball team wins. I don't know if I'm having that much fun until the after party. When they bring in the hookers. That's how it goes, right? I never played Major League Baseball, so I don't know. That's how I've always imagined it. Yeah, me too. It's like a cheerleader pillow fight. Of course they happen. I've never seen one, but I know it happens. Yes, women have sleepovers all the time and beat each other with pillows with their tops off. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Yep. That's science. Yes. It has to happen because my mind's telling me that it should happen. This Marsh guy. Well, I didn't have any fun with the Patriots. I don't think Patriots fans had any fun watching you. Now he plays for the 49ers. Let's see how much fun you have now. Uh, They do got Jimmy G. They're kind of good now. (laughs) We don't know that. You don't know? For once. But the only time in the history of ever that I don't know. Coming up next. Joe Madden wants to play by the old rules, not the new rules. What did the MLB have to say about the now infamous Anthony Rizzo slide? And what are the Pirates going to do tonight? Also, if the Pirates lose, but Kingham hits them, is he having fun? It's the Crowley Show.